The In Search of America podcast, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. Music by Keith Medley at keithmedleymusic.com. Episode 30, an interview with Mackenzie Settler. Mackenzie Settler is a 17-year-old girl living in the rural northern West Virginia town of Grafton. I have found throughout my years and my travels that many people are under the impression that girls who are raised in small rural towns, especially those geographically located in states like West Virginia and Kentucky, are destined to a life of small-townness, even if they move away after graduating from high school. Mackenzie Settler shows us that this misconception is just that. But most of all, Mackenzie's story teaches us to open our minds, leaving these prejudices, these misconceptions behind us, and not just for those of rural West Virginia, but for the world as a whole. I am Mackenzie Settler and I've lived in Grafton, West Virginia for about 17 years, all my life, and getting to know everyone in Grafton and everyone knowing me. And I've been shooting archery for about five years now, getting to know different people from around the world, getting to know people from every different country, and just spending time with my grandfather and having the best time of my life and getting what I want to do rather than being forced into do something that I don't and getting to know what I want throughout my life and understanding what I want to achieve in life, which is being a one-class archer that I get to travel the world with my grandfather, which me and my grandfather have spent a lot of time together in the past five years. Getting just my first bow at the bow shop in Shinston and by Harold Coger and getting to know Harold and him helping me decide what I needed to do throughout my archery career. And he's still helping me now after five years. So having him by my side and understanding every time I go to a competition, he calls me, tells me if I'm okay and tell me I need to calm down or just understanding what I need during that time. And then having my sponsorships that have helped me throughout this whole experience, understanding and coming down to the range with me and saying, you're going to be fine. It's just do what you know how to do. And having my grandfather just in the behind the scenes, just staying there while I'm shooting. Everyone asks me, is Pap not saying anything today? I'm like, nope, he's just staying there. <laughs> They're like, you just use him for a driver. I said, that's all I do, use him for a driver. But we get to experience so much time and different experiences together. I would assume that these experiences have really helped you to build your self-confidence, but equally they have had a significant impact on your self-worth in a very positive way. Yeah, I, I just get to know more about myself, understanding how I shoot. And during the boat, like when I'm at the bow shop, they tell me to be self-aware. And being self-aware, especially in archery, is very important just because you are, you're responsible for everything you do. It's not like soccer where you have a team and where you're expected to, all your teammates to bring 100%. It's you giving the 100% all the time, which is very important in archery because it's just you. It's no one else. It's just you. 
just being 100% every day. It sounds to me like your grandfather's presence at your competitions, whether he says something or he doesn't, provides a great sense of comfort to you just by him simply being there in the background. Yes, I, my, actually my parents used to come when I was about, like, it was my first year doing it, and my parents would come, and then it was just like kind of me and Pap's thing, just having that person there with you, which is nice, it's just having family, but I've noticed throughout my archery career, I've gained family from other places, like I have one of my best friends, she lives in Ohio, and we laugh the whole time we're together, it's just a good time, and having family, it, the Pearson family that I shoot for is they are my family they come and check on me it's just extended family you just don't get to see all the time you just get to see them a couple of times a year every month (laughs) but you mentioned the Pearson family is that the family that makes the bows that you shoot yes it's we I call them the Pearson family just because it's um the bow shop that they make the bow's eyes called Pearson, and it's one of the oldest companies in America. So having that, everyone in most North Carolina, and they're starting to grow even more in West Virginia, everyone that shoots Pearson, we call them the Pearson family. And just having all of them there, especially the owner, Dave, he's been there every time he's there to shoot. He just comes over and he's like, hey, Mackenzie, are you doing okay? He's always there for me. And it's just nice to have that family there and knowing that I'm going to be okay, that they're there for me. A large part of what I've been hearing you talk about is that archery, in addition to building your self-confidence and your self-worth, has also provided you with an extended support group, very much in the form of an extended family. You have also painted a picture of a group, in this case, the archery group as a whole, that is very supportive of one another, even though you are each competing against one another. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, especially in Grafton, you get one person perspective. It's northern West Virginia perspective. For the archery, you're getting real life experience, understanding how other people think and understanding how just in general how America is and understanding where you you came from and how different people are. It, especially when I go to southern Alabama, expect like just seeing the difference from northern West Virginia to southern Alabama, just understanding the whole situation and being friends with all of those people and having their support, which is I don't think anyone can unless you're in archery I don't think you're ever going to find that you are now a senior in high school is that correct yes after I graduate I plan to go to WVU for animal nutrition and science and working to get my vet degree so hopefully I'm going to get to go to a different country or a different state and decide where I want to get my vet degree but having having these life experiences help you grow up a lot Especially I don't think after, most kids my age don't have these most, like all these experiences with life, but I feel like archery has helped me through that, understanding what I want and that veterinarian is what I want in my entire life. That's what I want to help animals. As a veterinarian, do you want to work primarily with pets or with cattle and horses? I want to work in a, I want to have my own practice, which would be a mixed animal practice, work with both have many different staff members that could help me in the the whole crazy world of veterinarian, but 
they um i want to have my own stables and have them come and have their surgeries and then be able to stay for a little bit just for to make sure they were okay and having cattle and everything there are you planning to begin college right after graduating from high school or are you planning to take a break in between I want to start right after high school just because I want to get my vet degree as soon as possible so I can start doing what I love even more. Will you continue to compete in archery once you go off to college or are you going to take a break from that? That's my plan. I plan on getting on the W archery team at in Morgantown. So hopefully having that and having the time that I want to do for both of those things would be awesome. I'd love to do both in college. Just took further what I already have. How many competitions have you won thus far? I've won about like six or seven, but I'm always in first and second. It's crazy. Just for five years, just because a lot of the girls I compete against are, they've been shooting since they could crawl. And me starting when I was 11 is people are like, you've only been doing this for five years? And I'm like, yep, just five years. And just recently, you won a competition that is sending you to Nebraska next year. Yes, I will be going to Nebraska in June of 2018 and getting to go with three other archers that I know really well because we practice together throughout the summer, which is really nice. And having the coaches that I have, they're always there for us. And um, Jim Merritt, he's helping us. He's one of our coaches, main coaches. And he's just going to be there with us in Nebraska, cheering us on, keeping us calm. And what was the competition that you competed in that qualified you for Nebraska? It's a 4-H qualifier, and it was the first ever one in West Virginia. And being able to win it was really, it made me really happy just because I was the first one. And seeing all those kids that have been hunting or shooting bows in general just for so long, and then me being able to win it in just five years' time is really awesome. In addition to being a champion archer, you also play soccer for your high school soccer team. And if, if that weren't enough, you were also a 4-H blue ribbon winner for your chicken eggs. I raised chickens with, for FFA, and I just got into 4-H this year just because I wanted to shoot that shoot. And I love both of them. They're, they've helped me also with just like having life experiences. I've For FFA, I've got to go to national land judging, which I got fifth in the nation. And then I went to Indianapolis last year and I, or my team got seventh in the nation. So just having all of that is, it's made my life so eventful, especially in high school. Just having everyone as a team, you're always there together, getting to know more people is pretty amazing. With all of these successes, how are you treated at school now? From talking with you earlier, it sounds like people kind of look up to you a bit. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people look up to me. Just I walk down the hallways and my one of my sophomore teachers, when I was, he always called me second place because I'd always get second place. And I kept telling him, you're going to have to wait. I, I'm going to break that streak. And since I won that shoot, um, he keeps telling me, Every time I walk down the hall, first place, first place. So it's just having all of Grafton supporting you is really great. And having the past four years, I've been doing a clinic at 
our middle school for the younger kids just to know what archery is because a lot of kids don't know what archery is no one's ever shot a bow before so having someone like me understanding like that it is possible that you can do what you want it's just you got to find it do you think that because you were raised in a rural community that it helped you to become what you are today I feel like it has just having all the family members but what I feel like is what's helped me got where I was at now is just finding what you want is just a big deal to me I when people are like I don't know what I want I just you have to find it you can't just be there in the moment you just got to find it you have to be you have to make sure that this is what you want in life you have to question yourself all the time because you don't want to look back in like 20 years and be what did I just do in closing this interview, is there anything more that you want to say? Anything that is on your mind? I hope everyone knows what they want. I feel like that's a big thing in my life. I just want to know what I want and I'm going to have it. I love being in control of my life. So just having what I want in my hands is possible for anyone. That is very inspiring, Mackenzie. Thank you. Thank you. I sincerely want to thank Mackenzie for taking the time to talk with me today and to be so forthcoming with her accomplishments, but even more so with her thoughts and with her feelings. I can say that I have truly been inspired. The In Search of America podcast, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. Music by Keith Medley at Keith Medley Music dot com.